brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And MIDI can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. It's true that some things change as we get older. But if you're a woman over 40 and you're dealing with insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, and weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. And with MIDI Health, you can get help and stop pushing through it alone. The experts at MIDI understand that all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes that happen around menopause. And MIDI can help you feel more like yourself again. Many healthcare providers aren't trained to treat or even recognize menopause symptoms. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts. They're dedicated to providing safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions for dozens of hormonal symptoms not just hot flashes. Most importantly, they're covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. You deserve to feel great. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. The Force will be with you, always. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Star Wars Alliance. Of course, I'm your host, Clay, and with me, not like always, but... With me, usually always, <laughs> is Katie. And I say that because I was gone last week. And I, I don't know if you listened to DC Alliance this week, but I introduced Heinz and then I was like, man, I've been gone for too long. And he was like, Clay, you were gone for a week. That's it. Just one <laughs> week, one show. And I'm, I'm a little scared because I'm going to be gone for a month, if not just a little bit longer than a month, come October. So I think I'm going to like, 
I, I think it's going to break me. But Katie, how are you? Um, cheers. Cheers. <laughs> no, I'm good. Um, I just want to shout out Rachel again for coming on last week. Built on Stardust on Twitter. She was great. She had a lot of insight into Rogue One. Um, so if y'all haven't listened to that episode, because I forgot to promote again, um, and got locked out of Slice of Film and Star Wars Alliance. So, uh, yeah, go check those episodes out. Um, cause they're really good. I did a Lord of the Rings solo, which was there. And then I've also been doing House of the Dragon. Uh, yes, yes. Episodes. And you had and a guest. You got Matt to go in on the second episode. Um, loved y'all's conversation. Uh, and I, I was editing it or I started editing it and I was like, I haven't even watched the first episode. Should I really be editing like this? And I just listened to the entire conversation. And the one thing I love about being ADHD and <laughs> not being fully diagnosed with it while also just having uh, so much going on in my life right now, I could literally be in a conversation, completely zone out, and not remember anything in the past five minutes. So I edited that episode. I know it sounds good. I can't even remember what y'all talked about. So I am spoiler free <laughs> on House of the Dragon. Um, crazy. But that's just how my brain works. I'm impressed. And y'all, <laughs> they're 20. They're, both episodes so far have been less than 20 minutes. I imagine that's how they're going to stay throughout the rest of the season. But we do like a quick little plot recap um, at the beginning. And then we kind of just... This, we don't do like a full-fledged review, but we talk about things we liked, things we disliked. Um, where do we think things are going? So if yeah. you're interested in that, go check it out. Now, of course, let's go ahead and do some more G-Way plugs along with that. Um, Star Wars Alliance is, of course, a part of the Geek Ultimate Alliance Network. What that means is we are just one big podcast family. Eight shows across seven days a week on a weekly, bi-weekly and monthly schedule of course that includes slice of film ranger alliance dc alliance superhero discussions star wars alliance marvel alliance a walk through the multiverse and of course world's finest true believers uh so go check all of those shows out um i know that uh travis hines is doing double duty for the fact that harley quinn is still coming out those will be coming out on Wednesdays, while on the weekends, he is going to be reviewing, uh, oh shoot, uh, Rick and Morty season five, season six. I don't know because I don't watch the show. Um, but go check those out for sure. Uh, I need to convince, I need to convince Joe. So, Joe, if you're listening to this, hey, I'm talking to mm -hmm. you. Um, I need to convince you, Joe. Um, to talk about Paper Girls, because me and Abby finally finished it on Amazon. Really good show. I have not read the book yet, but uh, or read the comic. Uh, so, you guys, I highly recommend that show. It's really, really fun. Uh, and, Joe, we should talk about it if you are finished with that with that show. But um, we are also an ad support network and a listener support network. So, if you don't want to listen to ads, you can always join us right here live on YouTube. But if you can't, because I understand we go live a little bit earlier than everybody else does here at the GUA, 
that's totally fine. Uh, I sleep schedule appreciates. <laughs> now, if you can't join us here on YouTube, you can always, of course, uh, go and join our Patreon. Patreon is just $1 to say thank you, but $5 gives you the exclusive content and uh, pre-shows without ads. Um, on that Patreon, of course, there is plenty of content uh, from myself, from Katie, and everybody in the GUA. Katie has the uh, canon conversations as well as comic book conversations. Uh, the canon uh, legends conversations uh what was the latest one for that one? What was the wave that you did? It was episode three, and I believe... Canon Conversations episode three has not happened yet. I am still trying to get Matt to read Eye of the Storm, uh, oh, which that's is the right. last uh, yes. comic in the High Republic. Um, and I think he's going to keep doing House of the Dragon with me. Um so, <laughs> so he's like, Katie, one show at a time, one recording at a time, which I understand. I know. Matt, podcasting is not for everybody. We totally get it. Uh, but there is, of course, um, coming back this weekend is uh, for the first time Game of Thrones with me, where I watched season one of Game of Thrones for the first time. Episode 7 should be out on Saturday, and then I will catch up. Um, and I say catch up, I just mean one episode a week. I lost two weeks there, almost three. So we're just going to, instead of 75 weeks, it's now 77 weeks. Sorry, guys. But I'm looking forward to jumping back into that show. Heinz has his Friday Top 5s. Joe has his uh, Multiverse Minutes, as well as Chris and Brent doing all of the Marvel movies again, uh, their show. We can watch this all day. And then, of course, Joe and Hines doing the DC throughout the years, uh, where they go back and watch all of the old DC movies. They recently just published the Superman 78 review. So go listen to that. Um, anything else? Let's see here. Uh, Marvel, DC, and Star Wars all have their own solo feeds on podcast uh, catchers. So anywhere and everywhere uh, that you listen, make sure that you uh, rate us and review us. And then also, if you don't want to listen to those solo feeds, that's totally fine. You can stay right here in the GUA and listen to all of us. So with that, let's go ahead and move. Yeah. Totally non-Star Wars related. Why is it called a podcatcher? I don't know. Do you like, I don't know. I've always heard it as a podcatcher. So I've always just, I guess, regurgitated. That's what I do too. That phrasing. Podcast listening app. It Maybe I should just start saying. I'm, I'm not entirely sure. <laughs> well, because for me, everybody always used to say, oh yeah, you can rate and review on Google, on Google Podcasts. And like, I used to have Google Podcasts. I was never able to review. So, I mean, I literally just regurgitate anything and everything that people say in terms of trying to promote their own stuff. So maybe I should just stop doing that. Um. <laughs> I don't know. I've said that. I just was curious because I was like, yeah, never understood why it's called a podcatcher. Y'all, if you're listening and you know why it's called a podcatcher, smile. Yes, but I will say 
we do want the reviews and we do want the ratings. So go yes, do that on iTunes, on Spotify, anywhere that you listen to podcasts, like we said before. Um, so, Katie, where do you want to start with some of these news topics? All right, y'all. We are going to hit our first ad break and we will be right back in three, two, one. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Let's get the thing out of the way that I don't want to talk about. Because Disney needs to make up the damn mind. We talked about it last week, Rachel and I did. Um, but now Disney has listed the Bad Batch once again for September 28th. And this is one week after removing the date from like Disney Plus and all this other stuff. So this came out on. So, press were sent a calendar last week, which is why we talked about it. 
that mm-hmm. Bad Batch was not coming, that Bad Batch was not on for their September release window. Um, and then today, or earlier this week, I'm sorry, Disney seemed to have updated the September release calendar and put Bad Batch back on the calendar for September 28th. This and is I just very have to say, odd. Don't hurt you, Disney. Well, I was I was just about to say this is very odd, just because like I don't believe Star Wars has ever moved anything. Or I say that, but we're gonna have a conversation about uh, Ryan Johnson uh, here <laughs> in a few minutes. Um, but they're not usually reactionary towards their tv segments yeah should i say it's not and it's not it it feels like i mean this could this whole thing with season two could be reactionary like pushing it and pushing it and moving it and doing all sorts of stuff with it i feel like it is reactionary but how do you feel i it could definitely be reactionary um and now they've done this stuff with tv like andor was originally put up for august 31st but bad batch has never had an officially confirmed release date and it's super frustrating to continue to go back and forth because as podcasters we have to plan these things out in advance yes so it will be nice to get more than a month's notice that we're going to be covering two tv shows at once but it would also be incredibly nicer if we didn't have to continue to go back and forth of, oh, this is airing September 28th. No, this isn't airing September 28th. Oh, wait, it's airing September 28th. Make up your mind. And I know we'll probably hear <laughs> at, Des- um, um, at D23 when everything is coming. Um, at least I hope that Star Wars will have stuff available. Uh, but we'll see. We'll see what happens. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, there are some characters that were shown to be showing up in this season two that we are excited to see. Um, but we were not super enthusiastic about, uh, season one. So we will see how that all transpires when it finally does. Uh, well, (laughs) I will be watching season two regardless because I have been asked to cover it, uh, from a different site. Uh, I can't reveal which site yet. Um, but I will be covering it every other week in a written review. So Ooh. I will also be covering Andor in a written review every other week for full circle, but bad batches for somebody else. So the plot um, thickens. The plot thickens. I will have to watch this and we'll see what happens. But I'm telling you, I'm here for Gunji. That's all I'm here for. <laughs> All right, so our next news topic, like I said, we're going to be talking about Ryan Johnson. One headline that came out before um, the, I feel like, bigger one um, that we were going to be talking about. Uh, This headline was going all over the place with this quote from Ryan Johnson saying, Ryan Johnson is even more proud of Star Wars The Last Jedi five years later. So how do you feel about the statement, the reactions that it had on Twitter. I mean, we just recently had our review of The Last Jedi, uh, what, just a few weeks ago. So it's still kind of fresh in our minds. 
it still is very high up on our list of Star Wars movies. So this isn't really surprising to me, but what about you? Um, and I know he's doing this as promotion uh, for Knives Out Class Onion. Um, but I think we all knew that he... Wait, I'm sorry. I Snell just informed me that I tagged the wrong Geekverse on Twitter and the, and the Twitter. Um, that the is awesome. <laughs> so, I'm a little embarrassed. <laughs> I need to go check uh, that out. But... <laughs> it's geek vs cast by the way in case anybody was curious um that is hilarious not geek vs um <laughs> so which one are we talking about are we talking about uh the trilogy the, the... or are we talking about he's still proud of it he's still proud of it first and you know just because the only reason why is of course you're gonna have the haters that are just gonna be like oh well why are you so proud of a failure and all of these different things and guys it didn't fail it made a shit ton of money and people still talk about it today which is a is is just a giant advertisement for it to still make money i'm sorry it is like whether it is publicity uh, is good exactly it, it, it if it means that somebody subscribes to disney plus to watch it rent it on amazon for uh with money or to buy a physical copy you're making money off of that movie. So I feel like it's still winning at this point, but like from this quote, and I, I feel like it was very much clickbait, um, which most headlines are these days. And that's, you know, their prerogative. Like, is there really anything to come off of this whole thing of, Oh yeah, I'm proud of that movie. Yeah, I mean, you have to be proud of that movie. You have to be proud of how powerful the conversation has been around it. How much every time somebody brings it up, they're like, it trends on Twitter. Like, seriously, somebody will tweet about The Last Jedi just randomly, and then it will it will trend on Twitter. Um, and that's incredibly powerful. But he talks about... Um, he says, I think it's impossible for any of us to approach Star Wars without thinking about it as a myth that we were raised with and how that myth, that story baked into baked itself into us and affected us. The ultimate intent was not to strip away. The intent was to get to the basic fundamental power of myth. And ultimately, I hope the film is an affirmation of the power of the myth of Star Wars in our lives. And I think so, because you like if you break it down to just that where Luke Skywalker is your average fan viewer and Star Wars has like on screen not been present for the 20 plus years it was or 10 I'm sorry 10 15 years and then you go oh okay now Star Wars is back in my life and I'm a believer again and that's it's a really good way to put it between like Lucas selling to Disney but also prequels to Force Awakens, I mean, like, people were like, I'm ready to see Star Wars back on television. And all of a sudden, Star Wars gets back on, I said television, like, the big screen. Big screen. Yeah. Um, And it's just, everybody goes wild. You have so many new fan viewer, fans, uh, so many new viewers who are like, oh, this is really cool. I like seeing, like, a female 
Star Wars person on screen. Like, I like the representation I got. But not only that, I like being enveloped in that universe. The greatest thing fiction can give us is an escape from the reality we're in, y'all. Like, that is the biggest thing about fiction. And so for Disney to be able to turn that around and rope as many people in as they did, even new viewers, like, it's incredible. And I think Johnson really made a mark on the franchise with The Last Jedi. I hope he gets his trilogy um, because otherwise there's like, you're leaving that behind that incredible storytelling ability that he gave us. So, yeah. Yeah. And, and that's the second bullet point on uh, Ryan Johnson's topics today uh, that we're going to get to. Uh, this article comes from Empire um, it says Ryan Johnson still wants to make his tr- Star Wars trilogy. If it would be, it would break my heart if I were finished. This is the exclusive. Eh, you know this this conversation goes. A quote here from Ryan Johnson. He states, "I've stayed close to Kathleen Kennedy, and we get together often, and I talk about it." He tells Empire uh, of his long-awaited Star Wars series. It's just at this point. Uh, a matter of schedule and when it can happen. It would break my heart if I were finished. If I could get back in that sandbox at some point. For now, he's uh, he's hard at work cooking up Knives Out sequel, of course, on Netflix, uh, which is arriving in December of this year. Meanwhile, the Star Wars slate is looking uh, similarly busy with Andor weeks away from debuting with and the Mandalorian returning as well as Ahsoka next year. So... Uh, right here, uh, Johnson's uh, comment tracks with what Kennedy had told Empire uh, with Star Wars Celebration earlier this year, uh, saying, now everybody is so busy, genuinely busy and working on things, Kennedy said a few months ago. Ryan had such a gigantic success with Knives Out that he's very committed to try and get that done. So it'll be a while, and we have work uh, three three to five years in advance on what we're doing. So that's where that sits, but we love him. So their stories, they, they, they comment each other, of course. So do we genuinely think it's going to happen though? Because we shared this in our star Wars chat and, and I think it was Snell that said, well prepared for your heart to be broken but or something like that uh yeah i think that if if the uh acolyte is well received i think that is the gateway for ryan johnson to make his trilogy because i feel like that is like the most out there from the Skywalker saga that is not going to be heavily influenced by majority of the things that we've seen in star Wars thus far, you know, you say that, but they, but Acolyte currently of the only thing casted, um, has a in the lead role <laughs> and is currently the only show that is show run by a woman 
a lesbian woman or I think is she a lesbian or is she bi? I can't remember, but part of the LGBTQ plus community. Yeah. But I, I mean more so the content within itself of what reviews and stuff. Yeah. Yes. Um, and the only thing about that, though, is that scares me because of the huge way they redirected after The Last Jedi because of the mass hysteria that Last Jedi um, iterated. 2026 at the very earliest, I'm thinking more probably like 2028, 2029, um, because you look at Ka- Kathleen Kennedy's statement s-bubs and where she's like oh we're planning three to five years down the line johnson hasn't even started planning his trilogy because he's doing knives out and he still has another knives out sequel confirmed to air excuse me confirmed to air at netflix um, after glass onion so he's got what two to three years maybe on that and then you've got three to five years to plan I this is this is difficult because again you know you have to you you have to plan and also not plan for the success and non-success of these projects like of course you're you're wanting to say hey this movie will be successful because the one before it was successful in regards to knives out but no in regards to two movies from him Netflix yeah I, I movies yeah, I understand that. But as far as like, hey, we want you to make this third Knives Out movie immediately. Have we heard anything about that? Or is it, hey, we want you to make this movie after Knives Out? Because it could be after Knives Out, but also after a Star Wars trilogy. Or at least one of those Star Wars movies. You know what I mean? Because... Take it into the count. Let's let's talk about uh, the. I know it's a movie you don't like, but it's the uh, Russo brothers' Extraction with Chris Hemsworth. Like, yeah, exactly. You don't like that movie, but how long has it been <laughs> since the first one came out? Um, extraction. I think it was I want to say twenty eighteen. No, because, <laughs> yeah, it was April 24th, 2020. It was 2020? Holy crap. Okay, so 2020, and the second one is finished filming, and it's about to come out, right? Uh, sometime next year? Um, well, Wikipedia, that's not helpful. So filming officially wrapped April 6th, 2022. I think they said early 2023. Yeah, and then S-Bubs also just said Netflix bought Knives Out sequels for $465 million, so I assume that would be top priority. Yeah. Again, they paid yes, a shit ton I, of money for those. <laughs> I So I could yes, see... Yes, early next year, S-Bubs. Yeah. Uh, it's late this year or early next year. So yeah, early next year. That's two years. I could see Ryan Johnson making that third Knives Out movie fairly quickly in order to work with Star Wars again. 
he's gonna want a quality script for Knives Out. Netflix has only bought two, but I mean, Daniel Craig, he's kind of moved out of the action genre. He could want a big franchise where it's literally just murder mysteries, and Daniel Craig's the only one that needs to return for those to kind of be connected all together. So, like, Knives Out could go on forever, but I do think he's going to prioritize Star Wars um, going after the third Knives Out. Um, However, I think in his... Well, because he has he has a Peacock series that's kind of in the Knives Out genre. Um, and I think that's coming out next year. But you know okay. what I'd love to see him work on? As a Tales of the Jedi. Tales of the Jedi Season 1, Dave Filoni. Tales of the Jedi Season 2, Ryan Johnson. I could see that. I could see him coming in and out before he makes his actual uh, trilogy. I could see that for sure. Even if it's just he writes the scripts for it or writes concept, because we know Tales of the Jedi isn't all like, um, it's a visual poem. It's not like a full se- uh, television episode. Yeah. Um, if, if you just wrote the concepts, I'd be fucking down for that. So. Yeah, I, I, I would be down for that as well. Um, let's move on to our next topic. Uh, John Boyega. Now, I didn't read too much into this because I feel like there was a lot of things being yelled at uh, on Twitter about this conversation. And so I was kind of hoping that you would kind of guide me here. So what is this whole thing with John Boyega? Like, and how did it come about? Like, what, what was this conversation like? So he's doing interviews right now for The Woman King, which is set to uh, come out in theaters September 16th. Um, and he was in an interview and was asked about the Colin Trevorrow script and was told that it was online. And here's what he said. I can't read that one because I'll be heartbroken because I was, I had a sit down with Colin. I want to tell you, that's one of the best Star Wars meetings I've ever had because it felt like two nerds that were like, yes, that's what we want to see. I saw the art, you know, Stormtrooper Rebellion. I was like, that stuff was cold. Um, and he hoped that Lucasfilm will give him an opportunity down the line to maybe work on something else, um, and was basically like, I'm sure they'd love to work with him again in any capacity. Trevorrow, I don't know if he's going to want to come back to Star Wars because he was unceremoniously fired, uh, because he couldn't fit the direction, uh, that Lucasfilm wanted to go in. So, um... He talked about, he then went on to talk about uh, the concept art that had hit the web uh, from Trevor's Star Wars and said, I think Trevor was going to tell that story. That image of Finn with the blue flag and you have the AT-ATs lined up with tribal marks and the stormtroopers take off their helmets. That would have been sick. That would have been dope, man, hands down. Um, so he basically doesn't want to and i don't know if anybody has seen this i'm just gonna share my screen real fast um this is like the concept art he's talking about with finn with the blue flag um and you've got him just kind of leading the charge uh you've got kelly marie trans rose here um chewbacca and everybody just kind of finn's leading the charge 
Um, and he really wanted a good representation of his character. And to kind of boil that down to um, what we got in Rise of Skywalker, he just, he doesn't want to look back on what could have been, uh, knowing what could have been. He wants to kind of have that conceptualization within his head. I don't remember seeing a lot of flack for this conversation on Twitter. Uh, there may have been some with his um, statement of, no, I'm good. I don't need to go back to Star Wars. But I don't remember there being any on this. No, I, I saw people kind of just going back to the idea of like, oh, Rise of Skywalker is shit. Like, and there is a lot of people just yelling into the void again. Um, mm, okay. and we, we have a lot of opinions on Rise of Skywalker where there's things that work, there's things that don't. Mm -hmm. And, you know, for me, I was just like, you know what, I'm just going to wait it out and we're going to have this conversation here. I'll get the actual layout of what's going on. I never saw that concept art before the most of the stuff that I saw from this duel of the fates type of, right. Cause that's what the, uh, yeah. the movie was going to be called. Um, the only thing that I had seen from this was the concept art of like Ray having a double lightsaber, her being surrounded by dead stormtroopers, and then uh, Hux committing suicide via lightsaber. That's the only stuff that I had seen uh, from this old script. Um, I don't think I've ever like actually sat down and found it and read it. So I need to, I, I think I need to go back and try to find that. Uh, so Sbubs is saying. I even I've even seen the Rise of Skywalker haters saying they wouldn't want uh Trevorrow's version either after seeing JW Dominion. Uh I still haven't seen Jurassic World, so I would not have an opinion on that. Have you seen Jurassic? Oh, you did see Jurassic World because you had a slice of film episode on that one. Yes, yes y'all can go check it out with me and Taylor. Um, I have heard, I, I enjoyed Dominion, um, and from what I've seen concept-wise about, um, Duel of the Fates, I think I really would have enjoyed that as well, because I think the best part of things is that you can pick and choose what you love. You don't have to completely go all in on one thing. I can still love Rise of Skywalker and go, yeah, I would have loved Duel of the Duel of the Fates too. Having Ray with the dual bladed lightsaber would have been badass. Uh, yeah. Um. So I think it would be an interesting episode for us to kind of like do, um, where we just kind of talk about the script, talk about pros and cons, compare and contrast. So if y'all are interested, um, well, we really don't need any content until December. <laughs> so, but that could be an easy one to do. I don't know. We'll figure it out. Um. But I. Oh, go ahead. I go have ahead. heard, however, sorry, I have heard that a lot of the haters of Jurassic World Dominion um, checked out the extended cut that aired and is available on DVD um, or Blu-ray, whatever your preference is, um, that that one is a lot better and it expands on some of the things that they were looking for. So that's your jam. Go check that one out. Um, cause it is on like 4k, Blu-ray, DVD, whatever your preference is. Um, and I've heard really good things. So hmm. 
All right. Well, maybe that'll be the one that I try out first if I want to see it. Uh, so this news dropped also today. You shared it in our Star Wars Alliance chat. Um, NetEase officially announced its acquisition of Quantic Dream this morning, considering David Cage made a statement about his excitement for the future. Seems like he'll be continuing to oversee everything. So this... I'm very conflicted with this um, because I have also seen uh, some controversy over the game of the Harry Potter legacy video game that's coming out this year as well. And I think that we have had the discussion before this whole, uh, what was the, the campaign blackout star Wars eclipse um, that yeah. people are doing online. And we had heard that after this kind of made its way into trending on some other feeds, and of course these developers' feeds on Twitter and, and other social uh, networks, that they had brought in uh, some people in the LGBTQ plus community to help work on this video game. But it seems like that is not enough for some of these individuals. Um, so what is, do you think that the only way this game is successful in their eyes, as far as being eligible to even want to play it, does David Cage have to just exit this game altogether? I think so. Um, because I mean, I think the, the proof is in the pudding, uh, or whatever that phrase is. Um, <laughs> They have to continue to back up and what they're saying if they've brought in LGBTQ plus uh, community members to consult on the game or um, other things. I just, it, it's hard to believe a company when their main goal is bottom line profit. Um, so, and that sucks, but corporate America is what it is. And that's their biggest goal right as profit um so with the higher public being like the cornerstone of representation for star wars right now um whether it's diversity um or sexually um i just think that quantic dream has a lot needs to have a lot better uh reaction to it um they need to put their money where their mouth is and really back it up if that means David Cage completely needs to step back. Uh, if if he makes a donation, I am not that person to say that. Uh, there are definitively more qualified people to say what that should be. Um, because the guy, from what I've read, the guy's an asshole. And I believe it based on some of the quotes that we've seen and everything. Um, so, I, yeah, it's... I, I it's would, hard to say. <laughs> I would come to agree with you too, as far as the optics on how this per this individual is outside of this project. Um, because my thing is, even with the Harry Potter legacy, uh, because I've also heard that Harry Potter legacy technically has nothing to do with J.K. Rowling, but because it has the copyright stuff, she still makes some sort of money from it I, I i don't know the legalities of all of that but my thing is 
what if I purchase this game of Star Wars Eclipse and it has the most diversity in any video game and it actually has storylines for these diverse characters that aren't just like, hey, this person's gay, let's murder him. Like, because we've seen that in a lot of movies and a lot of books and yeah. everything else that they're the cannon fodder to the murder mystery or to the casualty of war and all of these other things, right? So I am willing to make that bet because I love the franchise of Star Wars. I really do like Quantic Dream as far as the games that they've put out. I didn't even know about this David Cage individual until Star Wars Eclipse was announced. So for me, I can denounce an individual and say, hey, this person is shit. But when the company makes a product that is genuinely good, I'm not going to say, oh, this movie's good. He's okay. Or this game is good. He's okay. I'm going to say, hey, this game is a good game. And that guy is still a douchebag. You know? And I think, I think that's the biggest thing. I'm a hundred percent not qualified to speak on this y'all um and so but i tend to listen to a lot of people that tweet about it so you can uh look at the hashtag blackout star wars eclipse and find out a lot more information from people within the community who are able to kind of articulate a lot better than i am on this but because i've always been the same way is no matter what there's other people behind that and these developers it a lot depends on whether or not they're able to put out a successful product and get it out on a schedule. Um, so if a game isn't successful, then that developer who's like, oh, I worked on Star Wars Eclipse, you could have, that developer could have a really hard time if sales aren't where they need to be on that game. And I get that's hard to say because obviously if a game's not selling, then nobody's really playing it. So you really aren't getting into the nitty gritty of it. Um, but there's still like trailers and everything. Um, there's the gameplay conventions and whatnot. Um, so I, it's really, it's really hard for me to kind of articulate what would have to happen for people to be on the side of this game. Um, I really encourage y'all to, there's a really good piece uh, I think it's on Dork Side of the Force um, that has a couple interviews from some people. Uh, Meg Dowell did it, and she's been on this podcast before. Um, so that's a really good one to check out. But just do your research, y'all. Um, obviously, we're not going to control what you spend. We're not going to control what you do on. We're just kind of here to kind of tell you what's going on. So, yeah. For sure. But I believe that is it for our news. No, it's not. No? You what left other... the hottest you left the hottest take from Katie for the last bit. What did I what did I, so... what did I forget? All right, guys, this is gonna be our second ad break, usually our final, but who knows? Uh, let's go ahead and do that real quick. Remember, guys, we don't choose the ads, we don't choose how many times they repeat themselves or the volume. So we will be back in just one second. 
Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen. Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups. It's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Shopify helps you sell at every stage of your business. Like that, let's put it online and see what happens stage. And the site is live. That we opened a store and need a fast checkout stage. Thanks, you're all set. That count it up and ship it around the globe stage. This one's going to Thailand. And that, wait, did we just hit a million orders stage? Whatever your stage, businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for your $1 a month trial at shopify.com slash listen. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen. Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups. It's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Okay, here's the situation. Our daughter Mia is leaving for her first sleepover. We have friends coming to stay, and we just got a puppy. So I go on Instacart and solve everything in one order from Kohl's. Fun PJs for Mia. Oh, new bedding for the guest room. And a vacuum cleaner that actually picks up pet hair. All delivered in as fast as 30 minutes. With Kohl's on Instacart, there's no such we can't fix. Visit instacart.com to get free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. $10 minimum order. Additional terms apply. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. So, in an interview with Entertainment Weekly on the Jacob Dispatch podcast, um, executive producers John Favreau and Dave Filoni teased Mando's future and his shot at redemption. That's Dating right. well, we established in the book of Boba Fett that there was an opportunity for the Mandalorian to be redeemed because he had transgressed against the creed by removing his helmet, Favreau explained. And among his group of Mandalorians, that is something that's not permitted. Now, we know that there are other groups of Mandalorians where they have different sets of rules. In the Clone Wars, we saw with Dave and also with the character that I voiced that the Mandalorians are very different there. And so these different groups are coming together and we're going to figure out the nexus point for all of these communities, of course, is their home world from which they're exiled, which is Mandalore. 
And that is really the summary of quotes. Um, and I think this kind of took Twitter by storm and me by storm because why the fuck would you say Din Djarin needs to be redeemed when the part of the Mandalorians he's a part of is a damn cult? Yeah. And it's really unhealthy. There's a lot better ways to go about doing it. And you're going to say, oh, well, he can redeem himself. But the only reason he needs to be redeemed is to get back in his cult of Mandalorians. Which he doesn't need to do. So. But I also think, like, as far as the redeeming factor, and as far as this quote goes, we may see this, we may not, but, like, what if the cult members also figure out, oh, shit, we're a cult. Maybe we shouldn't be doing this. And they all start to side with the ideals that that Din Djarin basically started to feel near the ending of season one. Like, you know? I think your biggest problem with that is going to be the armorer. I think the armorer would have to die because she knows who Bo-Katan is. And Bo-Katan is currently the only Mandalorian we've really seen on screen that doesn't follow the creed. Yeah. So, and everyone in the cult is heavily attached to the armor. So in order for the cult to kind of go in that direction, you have to kick the armor out of existence. And as much as I would say that's a good thing, I really enjoy Emily Swallow. Um, so yeah. I don't want to see her leave Star Wars anytime soon. Well, no, but I also would like to see her face in this show. You know? Yeah. Um, I loved her as a villain in Supernatural. Um, <laughs> and I understand this is kind of breaking the rule that I have for myself in far as far as like superhero genre and, and, and now Star Wars is like, you don't have to take off the mask. You don't have to like have battle damage to the cow you can always keep the mask on you know the whole thing with marvel heroes always having to take off their helmets and stuff and their masks in this instance i kind of want her to lift the mask just for din to be like gotcha bitch and just like leave you know um i'm not entirely sure but i i don't necessarily i think you're right i i don't believe din Djarin is the one that needs to be redeemed here um, and I do think in this term, I think this may be a little bit of a swerve as far as what Favreau is giving the audience in this article. Um, because this is his character. And yeah. th there there are moments where you can actually like completely demolish your own your own creation. But I do think he's going to be coming up on the winning side and being redeemed is not something that he needs to have done for sure. I I hope so. I hope Favreau is, this is just a way of going, Oh, he's going to redeem all of Mandalore and that's what needs redeeming or something along those lines, because there's just, there was a lot better ways to say, Oh yes, he's going to be on a journey of self discovery this season and kind of figure out, what it means to be without this cult because cults are very dangerous people if you like 
don't get involved with cults, please. What and was just, it that I that said stresses in... the ever loving crap out of me because we all know that person who is too engrossed in a fanatic to be able to think outside the lines and go, this is fiction. <laughs> I should do like, I'm going to do this instead. They're going to yeah. follow the lines of fiction because that's their favorite character. And that's what their favorite character would do. Yeah. That is the and... biggest thing that I am appreciative of my mother for teaching me um, as on top of being a reader is at the end of the day, it's fiction and you can walk away from that. Um, I think it was learn from it. Snell said, my boy doesn't need redeem need to be redeemed. He has to get away from the cult like mindset from his, uh, his friends keep subjecting him to ha ha. And I said, friends don't let friends join cults. And yep. yeah. So that is the end of our new segment. Um, what we are reviewing today, guys is of course, the excuse me, the Lego Star Wars Summer Vacation Special. Um, I feel like this may have been a little bit longer than the horror special. This ran about 47 minutes. Um, I don't think we need to go into too much detail here. I think that the plot was very simple. There was some very funny parts. Uh, really great story. Um, as far as uh, what Finn goes through, uh, through this whole summer vacation. Uh, but what were some of your highlights for this? Um, let's see, it's been a little bit since, so let me see. I watched it for the first time yesterday, so. I watched it the day it came out, which was <laughs> three weeks ago, four weeks ago, so. Um, so first tale so we're continuing with the flow right of the uh holiday special and terrifying tales where finn is training with ray to be a jedi but now he's kind of gone in a different direction and gone you know what i want to find stormtroopers i want to bring them home i want them to settle down and whatnot um so <laughs> before they all go their separate ways because poe is leading uh, the new New Republic, Ray is working on figuring out how to train the new Jedi Order, um, and Rose is working on ways to improve scientific parts of the New Republic and everything. Um, so before they all split and go their separate ways, Finn wanted everyone to get together on the Halcyon. Yes, this is a promotion uh, for the Disney uh larp hotel so if that offends you and corporate <laughs> schemes then feel free to walk away now but this is a promotion uh but that doesn't mean it's not super cute um everyone is still doing their own thing aboard the halcyon poe is like oh yes i want to do every single activity we're all gonna do it and finn is just like I don't think we need to do every activity, but, you know, I want to spend time with you guys. Um, so he gets left on his own and is visited uh, by Obi-Wan Kenobi, Anakin Skywalker, and Leia Organa. Yeah. And technically, technically, Ben Solo. 
because at the very end, Kylo Ren's like go uh, Force Ghost comes out at the very end of Leia Organa's story, and he's right there. But uh, but yeah, there's these three Force Ghosts uh, that share their idea of vacation, what it means, the uh, what family means, and and all of this other stuff. Um, I genuinely think my favorite, it's hard, it's, it's hard to choose because each one had like really good moments. Uh, but I think it may have been Anakin Skywalker's, uh, with the ruler of the beach story with, Mm -hmm. uh, Sidious and Darth Vader. And I I love Al Yankovic. (laughs) <laughs> I, I I like the uh, the ongoing joke that this entire story that is being brought upon Finn is because of Obi-Wan Kenobi telling him to have fun and both Anakin and Leia are like wait Obi-Wan Kenobi just told you to have fun <laughs> are you sure you're talking to Obi-Wan Kenobi the Jedi my master are you sure um, <laughs> so I thought that was really funny um, but I do need to ask you this character that when Obi-Wan Kenobi was telling his story that he teams up with, um, I can't remember her name off the top of my head. Uh, ends- Valeria. Yes. Is that name supposed to mean anything? Because it did nothing for me. Like the character was really good. I really enjoyed her part in this, in this, uh, small little short. But I feel like I should have known that name, and I didn't. So, um, she is a heavily prevalent character in Lego Star Wars The Freemaker Adventures, which is um, short clips, basically, um, little little stories, basically. Um, so okay. she's in Lego Star Wars The Freemaker Adventures, Lego Star Wars All-Stars, um, and then this, and this is the first time she's been identified as uh, Colvette. Uh, previously, it was just Valeria. Um, and she is voiced by Yvette Nicole Brown. Um, and she she's the one who ran the Lego panel at Star Wars Celebration um, and is really big into Star Wars. And also really loves uh, Lego stuff. So she just came in and decided to pick it up. I think it could be a really cool opportunity to kind of tie everything in together. To have her in like Andor, one of the last episodes. um, And just kind of like bring everything together. I don't know. Um, But yes, it is a very loose reference and that you're only going to pick up if you've seen the freemaker adventures i have not seen the freemaker adventures i pulled that all off of wikipedia um (laughs) (laughs) i'm that good y'all no i'm just kidding um but i have heard really good things about the freemaker adventures so if that's something you're interested in and going use more star wars oh i really like lego star wars summer vacation Go check those out because apparently that those are really good. I've heard good things on the Twitters. Yeah. But uh, after that story is the Anakin Skywalker story. Um, 
I think it was uh, Finn who ends up boarding this ship. I can't remember exactly what the ship down to Scarif. Scarif, yeah, they go to Scarif, and they make a sand joke. Uh, of course, Anakin is there. They have to make a sand joke. Uh, and I love how he is introduced because it's Anakin Skywalker, but he's in a scuba diving suit, and that's why he has the breathing apparatus, and he still sounds like Darth yep. Vader. Um, and I know that there's so many people that don't like the humor for Lego for some reason. I don't understand. It's Lego. It's family friendly. You like, you can't do the normal Star Wars thing with Lego. I feel like so. This was absolutely hilarious. Uh, the idea, I, I find it more hilarious that the most serious character, a.k.a. Darth Sidious, is the most funny character in this whole thing. <laughs> and I think they choose to do that to kind of bring him down a peg um, versus everyone else's perspective, right? Is that he's this insane, evil guy who wants to take over the galaxy and does take over the galaxy um and i think it's a it, it's a wise choice um if y'all haven't seen it holidays the holiday special oh my gosh i love that one i think that one's still my favorite uh <laughs> the terrifying tales is pretty good um but there's it's all really good um this is uh the one where al yankovich is in this one he wrote an original song yeah. Um, he plays Vic Venko. Um, so uh, he leads a band called Vic Venko and the Bith Boys. <laughs> so, um, I think my favorite one is probably uh, the first one because I love seeing Obi Wan in uh, the Hawaiian shirt yes. and like the dancing and the let. Oh, you need to let go, like. Just, just feel it out at Jabba's <laughs> birthday party. This is great. Uh, and he he sings for the entire party at at Jabba's birthday yeah. party. I thought that was hilarious. Um, but I also I did like the the story behind Leia's uh, you know vacation story. It was Ben and of course Han. And they were kind of butting heads for the fact that like Han is Han is being the typical dad. Oh, this this is about my glory days. And this is what we did back in the day. And this is me. And this is what me and Chewbacca did and all of these different things. And Leia does bring it up to him like, hey, like he wants to make memories of his own. He doesn't want to relive your memories. And yep. this is why they go to uh, Indoor. And they decide to go on this like camp resort type thing that is completely run down, which I thought was absolutely hilarious. Uh, but like Ben finds his like first love there also. That was hilarious. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and and Ben got to fly the Millennium Falcon under harsh circumstances, but he got to fly the Millennium Falcon, which I thought was really, really cool. But I, yeah. I really enjoyed this. This was nothing too crazy. Like I said, it may have been a little bit longer than I first thought uh, the movie would be. Uh, because I always assume, I'm like, this movie's for kids. It needs to be short. It needs to be like a 35-minute <laughs> thing. And it ended up being almost an hour. But it, it really did not hurt it whatsoever. I was entertained by the entire thing. 
but I don't so really think I had much gripes about it. Sorry. Um, just for comparison, this is 48 minutes. Terrifying Tales uh, looks like it was 44 minutes. And I feel like Holiday Special was like 38. Um, come on, tell me the length. 48 minutes. So I was wrong. So they're all about the 45 minute range. I have not seen the holiday special one. I still need to go back and watch that one. But I will say the the horror special, the Halloween special, I feel like that one was a little bit more coherent to me personally because the in-between stuff, the actual like present day stuff was still an actual story. And they were like going through like this old like ancient tomb and stuff. And they were doing yeah. all of this other things that ended with like like there was a reason behind the stories that they were telling uh to finally get to that end point whereas this, this is, is just story. finn needs to learn to relax yeah yeah and it's it's nothing more mm -hmm. than that which is totally okay especially for a summer vacation story uh so that's the only thing for me i'm i have it playing in the background i'm, I'm at the part where uh excuse me uh, Darth Vader and Insidious are like cheating on every single like game that they're playing yep. in order to win. And like how Darth Vader, when they're doing uh, Limbo, how he totally just throws out the bar and throws in the lightsaber to cut people's heads off. I was like, oh, my God, that was absolutely terrifying, uh, which I thought was hilarious also. Uh, but yeah, overall, I feel like it was a really, really good uh, Lego movie, like majority of them are. Uh, but is there anything else that you want to add to this? Um, No, I'm, I, I think the last thing I have really is I appreciate that we're getting more Syrian representation and Syrians are like the, um, the Coyote Mundi species where they have the two brains stacked on top of each other and the cone heads. Um, I, I really love that we're getting that because we had one in The Princess and the Scoundrel and now we had one here. So I really like that because I think they're an interesting species. Um, the doctors, the Doctor Who's of Star Wars universe. Because <laughs> they have two hearts too. Yeah. Um, so I really enjoyed it. I think these are a blast. Again, if you're going to into this with any like oh, this needs to be for adults kind of thing because it's Star Wars. It's not. Star Wars has always been for kids. Uh, and this is just a really cute, fun way to get a Star Wars tale. They're not canon. They could be if you wanted to headcanon that. So, You know, and that was one of the things that, like, a lot of people grabbed onto when this first released was the, the, the little hints that uh, Finn was dropping as far as, like, oh, this is the last time that we are going to be together. And you that's when you start to learn, oh, they're doing training, they're leaving to go exploring and things like that. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, just like how we talked about on Star Wars 25, Poe having that one story that's post Rise of Skywalker. This is technically a post Rise of Skywalker story. So, you know, we're, we're, <laughs> we're getting those we're getting those small little inklings of uh, of like. Hey, 
what's to come in the future yeah like what what could possibly be a thing in the future and again like you said these are for kids these could be treated as just like oh you know this is just something to put on for the kids but i i do think that it can be something that that opens a window for the future for of star wars so i really do appreciate it but with that guys let's go ahead and call it a close here thank you so much for lasting this long i think we had a very good discussion on everything that we talked about if you guys have any opinions about these things of course you can always find me at fanboy clay on twitter um go into the link tree there in my bio you can find all the shows that i host uh, but I am open to have any and all discussions in regards to the Ryan Johnson stuff, in regards to the Quantic Dream stuff. I really want to have uh, conversations about that. And, and if you're going to purchase the game, why are you going to purchase the game? If you're not going to purchase the game, why are you not purchasing the game? Uh, but Katie, where can they find you? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram. It's at Slice of Katie. Um, my other show on the GUA podcast network um is slice of film and we will be talking about pinocchio next um and that will hopefully be a great discussion um between uh mark and i um and then we'll do don't worry darling and then it's halloween y'all so we're talking about hocus pocus and halloween town all of the movies um because i hate scary movies and i'd rather just do those um, <laughs> but this show you can find on twitter and Instagram, it's at Star Wars Alliance with the A in the Wars Band Port. Don't forget it. Um, I am on Twitter. I already said that. Never mind. Uh, y'all, I hope y'all have a great day or night, whatever time of day you're listening or watching. And we will see y'all next time. May the Force be with you. See ya. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 
Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen. Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups. It's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.